0: Hey friend, it's Forrest, your favorite librarian. Thanks for joining me. Let's get started. Hey guys, it's Forrest, (laughs) and welcome to episode one. You're probably wondering, who is your favorite librarian? Name's Forrest, and I'm an HBCU graduate. I attended the Ford Valley State University and I completed my graduate studies at the University of Alabama. Roll Tide for all those Clemson fans in the back. <laughs> Not even going to get started with UGA. You know, they say they're top dogs, but I consider UGA the underdogs if they've never placed. But, you know, then again, we can talk about quarterbacks all day. Ha <laughs> Welcome. This is... So fun to have a different space and an extension of Favorite Librarian for us to talk more intimately, but also to discuss books, self-love, healing, history, but also discovery. You know, I believe reading is not only a great way to explore the things and the people and communities around you, but it's also a tool for your mental health to rehabilitate your life, your thinking, and your choices consciously, subconsciously. You know, for example, when I attended college at Fort Valley State University, I began to lose many friends in my senior year, as many of us explore different professional paths and avenues and choices, our passions that reflect our interests. I felt what many consider the fear of missing out, and as I begin to navigate and move through different circles and rooms, the imposter syndrome, like many of us, face and navigate and also define for ourselves, we are accompanied with guidance when we obtain insight from reading. And you know, I wholeheartedly believe that you are not alone. Whether you find a book or a novella or a novel or a comic book, or anime, or comic strip, or survival guides, or manuals, there's literally something out there for you. You're not alone with what you feel, or what you're going through, whether or not if it is truly identical, or a similar experience, or occasion, or collection of elements that reflect a similar um, occasion, or just something that someone else went through. It's important that when you read, you gain opportunities to explore what others have done what others have considered what were their options to also maximize your opportunities and options to elevate to your highest self and to be your greatest self for yourself first you know reading also crafts a space for self-care because you're nourishing and refining your skills for yourself And it's important to prioritize your needs and wants, not in a selfish act. And many of us, because we are so used to and have always accommodated others' needs and anticipated them, prioritized them, and met them, that showing up for ourselves is oftentimes difficult. But reading provides you, in a subtle way, small ways to explore your interests, as That's something I want to encourage today with this first episode. As you get to know me, I also want to get to know you. And when we discuss reading, many folks sometimes are prideful to say, oh, the last time I read a book, or I don't like reading, or, you know, I really just don't have time for reading. You know, on the inside, I somewhat chuckle, but on the outside, I meet them where they are. And I simply ask, what are your interests? What do you like? From there, we can start, and from your interest, you'll begin to explore things that you like, what you're interested in, what your every day or day-to-day is going to be included in. Your routine will include 10 minutes of reading, and that's something I encourage to build your reading fluency. Read for at least 30 minutes of the day, and for many of us who to whom have not read in a moment or have developed a, a reading schedule or fluency that is consistent to what they'd like, I encourage you to start small. And let me give you some tips on how to do that. One, figure out what you like. For your favorite librarian, for example. (laughs) I love, love, love Caribbean and historical fiction. I appreciate especially something that reflects Gullah Geechee history. So I prefer also short and smaller pieces of literature like short stories and novellas. So, for what I like and my interest, I would definitely read Why Sargasso Gasso* Sea by Rhines, Or possibly, mm, let's say, A Song Below Waters by uh, Bethany A. Moros, Or something like, if I felt a little bit adventurous to read something a little bit more hefty in size, maybe Children of the Virtue and Vengeance. It's important that when you find your interest, you also which is the second and most essential step is figure out the medium the genre of what you like for example there are novels if you don't like novels or can digest that complexity in the arches of characters and how they complement and complete each other i suggest you move on to possibly novellas or a collection of short stories in a book like a compilation something like the sisters all alright by tomorrow winfrey harris or maybe if you like historical fiction read black birds in the sky by um what is that brandy colbert there are also many books now say you wanted to read something that's more casual something that you can pick up throughout the week and not necessarily digest every day but still feel that same um genuine authentic connection to what you're reading and the narratives that you are intimately um, exploring, You would want to read something like Honeypot by E. Patrick Johnson, to whom I adore. First of all, let me say he is one of the greatest contributors of LGBTQ plus history and particularly a great illustration, an archivist, a preserver of black queer, black and brown stories, regardless of where they are um, among the spectrum. So after you figure out the genre of literature that best parallels to your strengths, and you've already figured out and defined for yourself your interest, three, which is the most important, and possibly the last for this complete phrase or phase of discovering your love and refining your love for reading, is to gain access to a circulation of information or resources and whether that be a library or a museum where it's a visual circulation you still need that similar stimulization and that can be done through a library gaining access through physical books or downloading ebooks where you can have them available at any device it depends upon your strengths and when you figure out And you also gain access to a circulation of resources. There are professionals there, library professionals, library or information professionals that will assist you. Similar to mental health professionals like a licensed uh, professional or therapist. There's licensed librarians like myself that are here to not necessarily enable you, but to empower you through in the model teaching a man or woman or any folk among the spectrum how to fish. And so I want to guide you and restructure how you conduct your research, how you preserve the information you use, and also how you apply what you use. You know, friend, when I say you're not alone, it's because when you open up a book, you open the door and gain access to a community and to a wealth of insight. But you carry on and out. A robbery of justice for yourself if you do not apply what you read. Consider and imagine yourself as a sponge. When you close your eyes after you've read a chapter or a portion of the book and you're done for the day, consider yourself a sponge. And what you've just obtained is a specific color. And the next day, which is a blank canvas, is for you to paint with all and different hues of what you are and have obtained and have experienced and it's how you utilize your paintbrush or what I like to consider your strengths that you're able to truly squeeze out all the beautiful cues and colors. And I want you to do that beautifully and effortlessly, but you're not able to do that unless you're on a journey of healing. If you have this great support and you have a support of resources that can sharpen and refine And support and guide your strengths and also help you to articulate and define some of your weaknesses so you can explore them and then you can minimize error for errors so friend let me give you a little insight about who your favorite librarian is (laughs) because that is just a tangent I can go on but I want to talk with you about me, so that way, as we continue our journey through Black and queer people of color literature, you begin to trust me more and more. This is a podcast for us to explore great pieces of literature, like the Black Trans pre- Player Book by uh, J. mass the Third and Lady Don, or the Queen's English, or. Pussy Prayers, and Pleas by Black Girl Bliss. I want us to be able to explore pieces of that, or narratives like It's About Damn Time, like Arlington, Hamilton, or The Awakening by Chopin. From our range of literature, we're able to explore the range of Black excellence, queer narratives and identities, but also that this is a safe space. So whether you're listening to my voice, either at work, at home, in the car, This is a safe space to pause and to really explore your mind if you need to and to come back because I'm always going to provide a circulation of resources because I love what I do. And that's why this podcast (laughs) is a long time coming. But don't worry, I may not be there when you want me, but I'm always on time. And I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) That's what my family members always say before we leave each other. We never truly say bye. We always say, I love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) So I I share that with you. So let me tell you all what I have uh, just completed reading. So one, your favorite librarian is a Bukowskian. I love Charles Bukowski. Now, that's pretty odd because I'm a black, queer woman from the South that loves, loves my low country heritage, but Charles Bukowski is this rugged, heavily textured, old, somewhat of a a perv, highly, highly sexual old white guy. But his poetry has guided me, and one of his poems, The Blue Bird, by Charles Bukowski is one of my favorite pieces of poetry and one of the most authentic expressions of the inner child and the importance of maintaining a relationship with your inner child. You know, many of us as we develop our sense of emotional maturity and utilize certain emotional labor to conduct how we've grown and our tolerance of people and our even ourselves, Conversations with our inner child also help us help that inner child to gain trust for the adult version of who we are. So that way we are able to make adult decisions and not allowing the inner child to act out when we are triggered or when we are in some ways do not feel seen or heard. So when I read the bluebird, I understand similar to what Bukowski is saying that I know why you're there. And I know that I do not do the greatest effort to maintain a health, healthy relationship, but I do what I can. And each day, as we live together inside of this world, inside of our cage, there is a sense of freedom as I see you, and that the world may not see you, but through this vulnerability and transparency and visibility. You are alive and you are well. And just in the sense, in the last lines of many of the stanza, he says, it's enough to make an old man cry, you know, and how he expresses certain or how he, Bukowski, illustrates certain strengths of of traditional masculinity and toxic masculinity and how he pairs it with certain softness of how this bluebird, as poorly as he's treated, simply being seen and heard is enough to validate it's not reality, but it's existence it's a beautiful poem and I encourage others to read although he sometimes gets a bad rap now for all those that are <laughs> lovers of you know This Is My Undoing by Morgan Jerkins you're probably going to be like what the hell Forrest but trust me you're going to love it especially if you read um, memoirs like Finn by Gamal Williams which is a beautiful title it illustrates a great illustration of you know black masculinity as it elevates from adolescence to young adulthood to adulthood and how certain pillars in the are community our african-american community here in the united states are essential not only to the black family ideology rhetoric standard and structured but how black mentors come in shapes variations struggles and that people are flawed and that how we view someone is sometimes the attachment that weighs us from being able to be free from things that hold us down And you should definitely check out the book. It's called Finn by Gamal Williams. So, um, (laughs) so what I want to encourage you all, because we have just hit our half mark in my podcast. So, let me give you an overall view of what you can expect. Because, like any relationship, I want to go ahead and list out some of the things um, I can bring to the table. And some of the things you can look forward to. That way... We build this comfort and this trust easily, brick by brick. So one, every week you will have conversations with me about great pieces of literature, but also what I read. And I will highlight at least two to three pieces of black and white literature but i also want to talk about some of the pieces of literature that i've applied to my life and examples to provide you real life examples of how what you read can truly benefit you and how it can shape or structure your life because it's one thing to promote literature but it's another to show you other examples not only personal but are plausible three <laughs> i want to also cultivate a safe space So remember, friends, share, like. This podcast is available everywhere. That's right. Apple, Google, audiobooks, everywhere. Podcaster, everywhere. Except for YouTube. Because, well, your favorite librarian may end up on YouTube before you know it. Stick around with me, kid. (laughs) You're in good company. And four, have fun. But most importantly, the last rule, the last rule of my podcast and overall theme is to be kind to yourself. As reading is one of the greatest ways for self care, love, and maintenance. And I believe in that. And regardless of how you identify where you are economically, social, economically, mentally, romantically, reading is a place not where you can escape but where you can be seen and heard and also where you're able to put in the work. And reading, similar to the work that needs to be conducted and completed for your mental health or your mental rehabilitation, reading provides you an opportunity to conduct the work for your growth and individual elevation. You know, when I say elevating to your highest self is because there are versions of yourself. And if you are able to control and be in control of your emotions, your mind, your thoughts, you're able to control extensions of your present self. So when you are making conscious decisions, subconsciously, your mind is working for you and your future self. And your future self should include the best version of who you are. You know, when I say you're not alone, that's because when you apply what you read, I want you to also journal. When you journal, you document your mind and where you were, your thinking, where you were emotionally, how you were digesting certain emotions of others, how possibly empathetically you were able to take on the emotions of others unbeknownst to you and have applied them or internalized them and now are overwhelmed with certain things that you did not know you had to navigate. So when you journal, similar to when you read other people's narratives, you're able to read your own and other versions of yourself as they communicate their interests, their passions, their strengths, their difficulties, and what they are struggling with. You know, journaling has helped me to understand how I have been wrong in certain observations or perspectives of others around me because I was healing. And sometimes as we heal, if we are not accountable for our own actions or contributions to a situation, or how we move someone to feel, we are lacking self-awareness. And you can gain self-awareness not only from genres of like self-help, or for mindfulness, or for from genres of faith or spirituality. For example, when I um, read uh, *Sassafras Cypress and Indigo* by Shenge, I was able to really explore a multi-generational story of narratives of women and the sisterhood that is naturally there amongst womanhood especially in the african-american community but also as sisters as we as truly biological and not only that biologically do you have to have that to be amongst family but that through their sisterhood they were able to see how they would complement each other not complete As they individually were whole individuals, but it wasn't until they had to truly be on their own and explore their weaknesses before they were able to appreciate their strengths. That was truly their similarity, not their struggles, but their strengths. And, you know, as I saw that with each three individual sisters and their mother, I was able to see reflections of myself and we are able to gain that insight when we read we're able to gain insight about ourselves through others and I I want others to gain that empowering enlightening uplifting experience you know when you are in a library or museum you have your independence at the palm of your hand and at the balls of your feet Let your feet move you as your mind guides your hands and your feet and you're able to explore what you like, what you love, what works for you, what doesn't. And from that experience, you're able to take that and apply that in the real world. It's like free education. It's like Hard Knocks University, literally. And many people snub the importance of reading when they say, oh, I haven't read or In my mind, when you hear someone, and when, especially after hearing this podcast, when you hear someone say, I hate reading, or I haven't read, or I can't remember the last thing I read, explore, or if you have the availability mentally, emotionally, explore their interests with them. Ask them, what do you like? Oh, you like that? Oh, I've read a book like that. You should check it out. Oh, there's an online comic book strip about... Persephone you should check it out if you like Greek mythology oh you like Afrofuturism say less Octavia Butler oh you don't like reading Octavia Butler it's too long it's too deep it's too complex to digest in a week or a month of what you're willing to commit to say less there are graphic novel adaptations of Octavia Butler and other great Afrofuturistic and and science fiction and fantasy authors And when you say this, when you provide this information, you are circulating it to others, creating, in a sense, a greater library, unbeknownst to you, opening access. You know, when you read, you gain insight, almost like a tree being nourished with water. But when you share information, you're not a gatekeeper. You're a key maker. You're creating access. And how someone chooses to use that key and duplicate it is up to them. But as you become a great example for the greater good of greater humanity, you further push illustrations of how humankind is not on the edge of sensibility, but that through sense and sensibility, we are able to help one another be a friend to man. So, (laughs) I think I've had a great time with you. So let me give you a book. To look forward to, something that you may want to read later on, or until we meet again. <laughs> First of all, let me repeat some of the books that I've mentioned throughout this podcast. One, Honeypot, by E. Patrick Johnson. Two, <laughs> Wide Sergasso Sea by Jean Rimes. The poetry of Charles Bukowski, particularly The Bluebird by Charles Bukowski Blackbirds in the Sky by Brandy Colbert As The Wicked Watch by T. Hall The Sisters All All Right by Tamara Winfrey Harris A Song Below Water Bethany C. Mara, Children of the Virtue and Vengeance, Edimiae, Pussy Prayers and please by Black Girl Bliss. It's About Damn Time, Arlen Hamilton. And now for some additional titles I think you will surely enjoy. The Queen's English by Chloe O'Davis. Kinky Roots by Ingrid Arlington. The Black Trans Prayer Book by J. Mass III and Lady Dane. Black Sun by Rebecca Ronanhorst. And anything about Zora Neale Hurston. As <laughs> with your favorite librarian, we honor our elders. So, until next time, friend. I truly have enjoyed our time, this space, and wherever you occupy and whatever space you do, remember, you're not alone. There is something for you. As always, this has been wonderful and fun. Remember, friend, you are not alone. There is something for you. Continue to read. And if you need more Black or queer literature, check out my website, favoritelibrarian.com or my Instagram, favoritelibrarian. Until next time, continue reading and prioritize your self-love.